Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome back to Audrey's World. I'm your host, Audrey Oyer, and this podcast is all about exploring women's health, reproductive health, and overall wellness. These are topics that I have loved for such a long time, and I thought it was finally my turn to get behind the mic and discuss these things with you all as I just want to share all the tips, tricks, hot news, and latest trends and studies with you all as that's what friends are for. Last week was our first week of the pod officially and I hope you all loved maybe learning more about me. I think even some of my very supportive friends and family may have learned something new about me. Particularly, I particularly well. I think that the story about a baby story and me going home and watching that after school in first grade was one not too many people knew about me. So (laughs) hopefully you found that intriguing. And I do want to add to maybe make things a little bit more complex and build my character a little more. After a baby story, I would watch Oprah. I did that for years. Crazy. I feel like I truly was maybe a 30-year-old trapped inside a, like, what, how how old are you when you're in first grade? I think six, seven? Like, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy, but it's who I was. It's who I am. Um, So hopefully you learned something new in that episode if you know me, and if you don't, hopefully you learned a whole lot about, about me. Also, last week, I discussed cycle syncing. So as you found out, cycle syncing is not only when a group of women have their periods around the same time, um, but it's also when you track your 28-day menstrual cycle, determine what phase you're in, and then eat and move your body Um, to benefit the different cycles there. And it really helps with working with your hormones rather than working against your hormones because as as we now know, Hormones truly affect so much of our daily lives from everything um, like blood blood pressure to to our sleep, to our mood, to everything. So personally, this is something that I have found very beneficial in my life that I've been doing the last six months. And I would love to learn if any of you possibly tried this out. Maybe it was your first time hearing about it. Are you interested in trying it out? Um, Would love to hear any and all of your notes on it. So some of you asked too where you can find me. You can find me on TikTok, but you can also comment, um, rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, send reviews, um, and you can also send me, if you have any questions or topics you would like me to explore, shoot me an email at Audrey's World, O-D-D-R-E-Y-S, world at gmail.com. So you can find me there. I would love to hear what topics you would like to explore because I'm only one person and I only know what I want to talk about, but I want to hear what you want to learn more about too. So let me know. Okay, I decided I think it would be really fun if at the top of these first few episodes, I just 
go off on some of the things that I'm currently doing in my day-to-day that I'm finding really helpful, that I'm loving, that is just my current, maybe I'll say like fixations or something. Um, We'll just do like a brief overview, very surface level on them. I won't go into too much detail because that's not the content that we're going for in this episode, but I think it'll just be really cool to show you guys the current trends that I'm into or current things that I'm into and just see if you're interested in doing them as well or maybe implementing them into your life. All right, so I'm going to talk about my morning drinks. I love morning drinks. Honestly, when I'm feeling over the top, feeling ridiculous, when I'm going for it, there could be up to five drinks that I consume in the morning as just like my my let's get ready for the day drinks. Ridiculous, I know but I love them. And these days, those are the days that feel like pure luxury. So (laughs) to start, it's always nice for me to have a few little sips of water when I wake up in the morning, but that's not something that unfortunately happens every day. And I certainly could be better with. So I wouldn't recommend starting out with a few drinks of water. But one of my fave new products that I've been using probably around the time I started cycle syncing was this like powder that you put into your water, but it's from Amazing Grass and it's the Greens Blend Superfood. So I put a little spoonful, a little scoop that they provide you on the bottom of a water glass, add some water on top. I have one of those like mixy, like electric mixer things that you see for cappuccinos or some sort of like latte drink. Um, I spin that, mix that all together, and then I drink that. So that's a great way. This has just a lot of like greens, like a good source of um, just nutrition and like a lot of different supplements. There's even things like, oh my gosh, I'm just reading the back now, like wheatgrass, spirulina, um, broccoli, carrot, beetroot, like spinach, some amazing sources of nutrients in this. Very convenient way to get that. And I find that consuming this right in the morning, it's just, it makes me feel good. It level sets, I mean, I feel like it just really levels me out and level sets me for um, a good day to start a nice day. So that's a really quick thing that I love to have again every morning. Um, A new fun drink that I've been also consuming instead of coffee, because I don't always like to have coffee every single day. So it's this host vents mushrooms and it's a micro brew mocha, but it's superfood like mushrooms. So there's lion's mane in there, but it's like a coffee, hot chocolate drink mix. It literally looks like, like a hot chocolate mix packet. Then you just pour some hot water on top. Again, do the little mixy with the electric like thing. And it's great. Honestly, it's like it doesn't taste like mushrooms. Like I know that sounds really crazy and it sounds like ew gross, especially first thing in the morning. Guys, you can't taste it at all. It literally tastes like a hot chocolate with like that little bit of a mocha flavor. And you do, you get so much caffeine from it too. Not so much, but you get caffeine from it too. And it's another great kind of like, I don't want to say healthy alternative, but it just, um, I don't know. I don't love to have coffee every day. I don't love to have a ton of caffeine. So this has been a nice little, um, different supplement to that. So what else am I drinking in the morning? The other cup that you're seeing is potentially coffee, if it's a coffee morning for me. For that, I think we've been hearing about this for a while, but adding some sort of collagen um, to the coffee and also cinnamon. Mm, Love that for me. That's like a perfect little blend of coffee. Um, So that would be what's in my coffee cup. 
I, of course, have a water cup. And then sometimes that additional water cup or additional cup you would see in the morning for me would be a smoothie. Love smoothies. Um, For me, I make sure that they're really heavy in protein, but I love adding spinach. And a very, very fun tip that I've been sharing with my friends recently is I buy a bag of spinach and then just automatically put it in my freezer because then it doesn't like spoil and because spinach just goes really fast. Like you could, well, I'll speak for myself. I can never personally just go through that full bag like really quickly and the allotted time before it expires. So putting it in the freezer gives me extra time and um, it's this weird texture that was kind of alarming at first, but I'm just putting in my smoothies. It just gets blended up and it's a great way to keep that like kind of like icy. It's like another form of ice in your smoothie. So I love that big fan. And so that is my, what I'm loving in my morning routine that I wanted to share with you all. Let me know if you take any of these hot tricks and try them for yourself. And if you do, let me know if you feel good or if it's just a lot and I am extra. This week on Audrey's World, we will be discussing the access to menstrual hygiene products. And really, this is just delving into period poverty. This is something that I really discovered, I would say, four years ago when I read this book called Period Power. Um, It's a manifesto for the menstrual movement by Nadia Okamoto, and she If you haven't heard of her, please look her up. She has her own podcast called Tigress, and she has this whole company called August, which makes menstrual hygiene products, and it really focuses on giving back to our community, but also sustainable options as well. So it's a really unique company. She's doing a lot, but her background and how she got into doing this is really unique, and she experienced poverty at a young age and unhoused living as a, like as well in high school. So she really got a glimpse firsthand about how no access to menstrual products for menstruators is like debilitating and she has just such an insight and a good perspective on all of this that has changed the way that I think about everything um, when it comes to access and she was really that first person that identified to me what period poverty was and what we can do to give back and make it better for our community and other menstruators. So I really have to plug her a lot at the top of this episode because without her, I would not have a lot of this knowledge. Um, So please check her out. She's very active on social media and check out her podcast, Tigress, and her hygiene products, August. Access to menstrual hygiene is pertinent. I like to speak in TikToks, so here you go. Here's one for you. If 2 plus 2 is 4 and 5 plus 5 equals 10, then what the F is limited access to necessary hygiene supplies? And this should apply to every single person, no matter what they identify as, no matter what body parts they have, no matter where they live, no matter where they have access to. Everybody should be able to have access to necessary hygiene products, whether it's hand soap, toilet paper, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, face wash, 
and tampons. They are all one in the same. They are all the same type of general product that are necessary for our day-to-day lives. Unfortunately, not everyone has the best access to these hygiene products. Um, Specifically, a lot of the times it is due to people living in poverty, areas that lack waste management and education, and also just like rural areas too, or um, I think of food deserts as well. Those types of areas just have limited access to a variety of foods, services, goods, and products. Another big hurdle to accessing things like tampons for menstruators is what's known as a luxury tax on tampons or kind of more commonly known as the tampon tax. And the tampon tax or just a tax again on period products refers to like the sales tax rate that a state, a county, and or city government collects on the purchase of menstrual products. And often it's coined as like a luxury tax because it's not recognized as a basic necessity, which crazy, but it's not. And therefore are taxed at higher rates, such as like rates on like things like makeup, electronics, decor, toys, things like that. That's a similar kind of tax rate that tampons or other period products fall under. And this causes a hurdle because this additional tax, of course, makes the item more expensive in return is harder for those living either paycheck to paycheck in poverty, a variety of other different circumstances as well. It makes it harder for those individuals to get these products and to have that necessary hygiene during their period. To me, it's so sad to think that especially a tax on an item could be so I guess, increase compared to other necessary items that it limits access to the people that it needs to reach and they're not able to have this hygiene and feel clean and go about their day-to-day lives because a tax or in general the cost of an item is too much and it's just, it's so sad and so alarming because I know thankfully I have always had access to these period products um, that I need month to month to feel clean and to go about my day-to-day life without any hindrances. But it's not just people outside of America. It's our neighbors. It's our friends. Um, it's a variety of individuals who this affects. And I, I just, I, my heart goes out to them. I'm so sorry. I There's so much we can do to give you better access to the necessary products that you need day to day. So that's what I'm here to do to help educate you all. And let's try to help our neighbors out and give them access to these necessary products. I'm about to riddle off some facts about the numbers that this um, the lack of access really affects. So 500 million people lack access to menstrual products and hygiene facilities. 16.9 million people who menstruate in the U.S. are living in poverty. Then two-thirds of the 16.9 million low-income women in the U.S. could not afford menstrual products in the last year, with half of this needing to choose between menstrual products and food. And unfortunately, I know if I were in that situation, I would choose food for my family over the necessary 
hygiene menstrual products for myself. So that's just a tidbit. But on to the next fact. 14.2% of college menstruating people in the U.S. had experienced period poverty in the last year. So it's affecting so many people. Um, then 10% of menstruating college students experience this monthly. So out of the 14.2% of college menstruating people, those 10% experienced it monthly. And tax on menstrual products in the U.S. ranges from 4.7 to 10% in 2019. I will add, since 2019, the tampon tax I referred to has been commonly um, discussed and well-known, so a lot of states are marking this down. But the fact that in 2019, uh, some states were taxing up to 10% on menstrual products is just bullshit. That is so crazy. That That is so sad and, and so unnecessary. Like, what the heck? Um, anyway, so those are just some really, I think, good digestible facts that really outline how many people this affects, how consistently it affects those groups of people, and just the bullshit of it all, truly. (laughs) Now, I hate to bring COVID back around as we are having some good days with it, but if we remember back in those dark times in early March 2020, there was a craze to get your hands on toilet paper. There was limited toilet paper, Everyone had it. You could only buy sometimes in some stores. You can only purchase like up to two packs or something, you know, whatever it might have been. So can you imagine just for whatever reason, not being able to get that allotted two packs of toilet paper, though you could maybe not afford it, maybe you couldn't, but it's a necessary item. You need it. You need to have toilet paper around. You would feel so unclean, unsanitary, and you would just feel gnarly. And it's like, it's truly a basic human right. Okay. That is exactly what a tampon is to someone who's menstruating. It is so necessary. It keeps your hygiene. It keeps you feeling clean. You can do your day-to-day functions then because you are protected and it is truly necessary. So the fact that there are, again, period poverty um, and access to menstrual products is very needed and um, truly something that I'm very passionate about. And I think that it is something that we can really help to change and make better for the lives of our neighbors who are in these situations. So in Audrey's world, we think of solutions too. And one thing that I think could be very helpful and a great thing that we could provide for those who are experienced period poverty would be access to things like Diva Cups. And um, I think Diva Cups are a great solution here because they are reusable and it provides this solution month over month. You can use Diva Cups for a very long time and they're still good for your good for your body and good for your system. So they're a great solution because they're reusable, they last for a long time, but a Diva Cup is expensive. It's about $40. Well, you can find some on Amazon for like 35 is what I'm currently seeing when I look at Amazon. Um, but yeah, between like 35 and $40. So this is much more expensive compared to 
and pads, which can be about like 12-ish, I'll say roughly, depending on your state and things like that, 12-ish dollars per pack. And usually I'll say for me, a pack, sometimes a pack and a half is what I would go through. So it's definitely more cost efficient to do the just throw away disposable tampons or pads, but that reusable Diva Cup would really save over time cost. And um, with it being reusable, it's a better solution for the environment as well. So Diva Cups are a really great solution. But again, unfortunately, they are very, um, like the barrier to entry is that initial expense. So I think it could be really great. I don't know how many shelters or other um, like period poverty organizations accept donations like Diva Cups, but um, I would really check out your local centers to see if that's something that they would do because that would be a really great way to help out those folks. Again, here at Audrey's World, we are also solutions-based. So I want to provide a list of organizations that really help out local communities and their organizations that also have some global reach as well. And these are organizations that I have worked with in the past and have just seen really great results within just, I guess, working with it. I feel extra biased and maybe passionate about these specific organizations, but there are more. So please, I do encourage you to do some additional research as well and look into your local communities because this would be a tremendous help for all communities. But I'll start out globally with an organization called Dates for Girls. Now, Dates for Girls is an organization which creates sustainable menstrual products for women globally. Specifically, their outreach is more international, so outside of the United States, because they created this form of sustainable menstrual hygiene product, but it's it's like made through, I don't want to say quilts, but I can't think of a better way to describe it. Uh, it's made through different fabrics that, of course, it's reusable. You wash it in your washing machine or uh, traditionally just how you would wash your clothes, things like that. And in the United States, historically, that is not a way that we take care of ourselves. It's seen as just not in the best light. And so I mentally right now I'm comparing it to like diapers. Back in the day, instead of having those throwaway disposable diapers that many of us see toddlers, babies, newborns using now, in the past you would use cloths. It was more sustainable, more cost efficient, and um, just like more readily available at home. So now as we've maybe the more modern way is to not have that, we find that maybe a little more, um, I, I don't like using this word, but we find it like a little gross and a little disgusting. But I hope this view changes because it, it really shouldn't be that way. But anyway, um, so that's why this company or organization rather, at the time that I was working with them, found a lot more success globally because they didn't have those um, predispositions in their, in their mind about this reusable product. So it was really great. They um, shipped out through, there were so many different clubs, local clubs um, across the United States that helped to make these hygiene products and ship them out to um, different countries across the world. And also, in addition to sending those products, what was really great to me is that this group provided education to the menstruators on 
about getting your period, what it meant. Um, they also talked about a lot of like sexual health as well, which I just thought was really beneficial. Knowledge truly is power and giving just additional education, additional resources then yielded such great success in these females and menstruators. They were able to then go to school longer, help um, maybe get a job because they weren't at home during those days that they were on their period because of um, just, you know, the intimidation, being scared, uh, you know, like having like bleeding through and things like that. They weren't doing that anymore. So they were able to just to contribute back to society, their families and either get an education or provide more um, like monetarily for their family. So it was just such a great organization. I had a great time. Unfortunately, I had to stop working with them during COVID, but it truly, again, was another great resource that I found really early on when I discovered period poverty. And if you're able to either donate or find a local organization near you, I, I would highly recommend them. I thought that that was also great. But there are also many local communities and organizations that are doing similar things as well. So one local to Chicago organization that I want to give a big shout out to is Every Woman's Project. They are, again, a local organization, but they help to do period packs for local girls um, and menstruators. So within the packs, they have a variety of menstrual products, um, so a variety of like tampons, pads, liners, which were all really great. And then I thought it was the cutest thing. In the bags, they then added um, some chocolates and just other fun little um, tidbits. There was a personal note um, that also, that was motivating, provide some inspiration and just knew that there are people here all around them who want to just provide support and be there for them at this time. Cause we all know, <laughs> I mean, as in cycle syncing, we know what's happening during with our hormones during this time. There's so much and it's just a little like motivating note or inspiring note. It's just the sweetest little touch um, to have, I think, for anyone during this time. So that was a great local community. I've only worked with them one time, but it was the best event. I want to help with them as much as I can, not only um, through providing donations, which I I am challenging myself to do more, um, but it's also helping like volunteering with those groups as well. So I really encourage you to look at your local community. I know these types of organizations are all throughout the country and really encourage you to try to find one um, in your local community because period poverty does affect so many people. And if there's just something that you can do to help, I think it's really great and encouraging because gosh, I just know how much it would mean to me. Um, and I really just, that's that's what I want to do with this podcast, too, is uh, encourage people to do what they can to help their local community, friends helping friends, and just uh, really bettering our communities. So I think this is a great way, especially in relation to reproductive health, women's health, and wellness. To me, this touches on all three of those topics. So it's so near and dear to my heart. I really love it. I think that there's just so much that we can do and... Um, even just donating products here and there, um, or, or even volunteering with these groups, it means so much and it could really help out so many people that we don't even know. So that's why I'm encouraging this. 
Now, I won't be surprised if I have, like, I'll say a part two to period poverty because there are so many other topics that I could kind of dive into with this, and I think that could be really important, but that's where I'm going to leave it for now, and again, maybe one day we'll have a part two to this, but I hope you learn more about it and solutions that you can help to provide um, your local community or other organizations and groups as well, so Thank you so much for tuning into Audrey's World this week. I am very grateful for being with you again this Tuesday and just really appreciate your time here. You little oddballs are amazing. Okay, I don't know if I like calling you oddballs, but we'll workshop it. <laughs> Let me know if you have any suggestions. But thanks again. You are amazing. Love you.